Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now, on to a cracking match. What a game this was. What a game this was. Storm v the Sharks. What do you think of this one? Uh, yeah, very impressive contest both sides. I personally thought the Sharks beat 13 other sides on Saturday. Yep. Um, I, the thing that stood out for me with the Sharks was that Melbourne played incredibly well, and every time you thought Melbourne gave them a knockout blow, Cronulla would just find a way yeah. to get back. You know, then, Yeah, they, they lost 34 to 18, 13 plus or whatever, but... There was never a moment where I was like, oh, the Sharks are out of this. Mm. They just hang in. They're such a well-coached side. Obviously, like, I also think losing Dale Finucane is massive. Huge. Huge. You, you think lose, it's a coincidence yeah. that Big Nelson decided to run up Dale? Nope. Like, you know, it was, we're going to run our big boy out, yeah? And we're going to make you tackle all day. Now, like, they didn't mean to hurt him, but yeah. I think Nelson would have been tasked with you find Finucane and make him tired so that he's not helping his team as much as you can. I think Kafusi went after Hines around Exactly. The same time. In the notes it says, uh, Nelson runs straight at Dale, then Kafusi makes sure to hit Hines as he passes the ball. That's not a coincidence. That's what I wrote in my notes. <laughs> it was interesting what Matty John said on your show on, on Friday, how yeah. Bellamy says, go after their leader. That's what they did. Yeah, well, it's, it's something we've spoken about before. Like the Storm, um, actually Matthew, uh, Michael Pride from about even, he's actually done a stat breakdown of every time the Storm, like in big games, play the Roosters, play Manly or whatever... If you go and look at their number one player, which is like Teddy, Tommy or whatever, their stats, they essentially have their worst game of the year statistically against the Melbourne Storm because the Melbourne Storm basically say, and I've spoken to Smithy about this as well, you're not going to beat us with your A plan. If you beat us with your B plan, good so on you. Yeah. Fair enough. But we're not going to allow you to beat us with your A plan, which is fucking really smart. Well, f- from memories, well, it was Cleary's first game was against... 40 tackles. 40 tackles, yeah. Think about that. That's, what the, that's how clinical the Storm are. What's, what's, it's one thing to have a game plan. It's another thing to execute it. So many teams go out there once they get on the field and they just throw it out the window. They don't listen to their coach. Yeah. Whereas the Storm go out there and execute it. Cleary makes his debut and he makes 40 tackles. It's incredible. And, and on the weekend, it's, it's part of footy. And I said it before the game as well. I said, I guarantee you 
that the, the Storm are going to go after Hines and put a bunch of pressure on him from the inside. What did we see? But Hines withstood that pressure and I thought played outstanding, especially the first half. Yeah, he had a really good game, Hines. He's... That kick? <laughs> oh, what a fucking play. Did you hear him talk about it after? What did he say? I sort of said to him, oh, you know, was that something you noticed during the week? And he said, oh, you know, I got out there and... It's like I saw what Melbourne were doing in defence. It's exactly the same as what I've ever seen and yeah. what most teams do. They just do it better. Yeah. And he, he, he said that um, the I think it was a set before, he just said to Ramian, just stay wide. Yeah. It'll be on here. And that's you know, that's all good and well to say, but when you actually take in the context of playing in Melbourne against one of the best teams in this competition, your former club. That you didn't really want to leave, but you kind of had to because you... I mean, we, we, we just said how confident is DCE at the moment with his kicking game. He fucked up the same play a week earlier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? And Hines... And, uh, you know, it, it sounds stupid, but, like, he would practice 100 times a week kicking it from his attacking 20 to that wing. When you take it out of context and you put it down there, kicking out your own end, it sounds stupid, it's the same kick, but it's completely different. It's really not. It's because it's the pressure, it's so the situation. Different. That's why, you know, you look at that grand final 10 years ago, <laughs> that grubber that Glenn Stewart did. Yep. I mean, if he does that 20 metres out, you go, oh, good nudge. But he does it down there, you're just like, fuck, that's something else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, the thing that stood out for me with the shot, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of positives on people talk about. I know a lot of people have said it, but I love the way that Fitzy, after the game, didn't say, oh, we got really close, that was good. He sort of went, it's not fucking good enough. Yeah. We need to do this, we need to do that. And it just sort of shows you. And once again, I mentioned before, you saw R Ricky Stewart walking around with that champion Roosters team. You know, you saw Craig Fitzgibbon there as well. He was part of that. Their expectations are, we win. Yep. We don't Absolutely. get close, we don't play, we, we win. Yep. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I just think, what do you think of the Sharkies? My two major things out of the Sharks was they didn't make an error for their first 27 sets. Yeah. 67th minute. I think Jack Williams. Oh, that's good footy, man. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. And, like, it shows, like, what the Storm are. Um, but the second thing, Talakai, like, he's known as this, like, tackle-busting freak. But his hands to Mulatalo. So good. In that game, like, it shows what a such a good player he is. And he's turning out to be a pretty good quite a good centre in attack obviously got to fix a few things in defence but he's becoming a real problem Mate, I just yeah the Sharks Hines I cannot believe how good he's playing like I cannot believe that this guy went down to Melbourne and put on that kind of performance when he the pressure that he would have and, and what's interesting is like nearly every single one of their good plays against the Storm started in Hines' hands. It wasn't like he did one here or there and it was a little kick. Like He was truly the one leading the way to put pressure on the Storm. Um, I, yeah, I thought it was a great performance by the Sharkies. I, I really did. Uh, but, I, and we'll get into it soon, I don't want to take away from the Storm. Yep. We have to remember that it's all well and good to get on the Sharks bandwagon, but the Storm turned up and fucking did a job and a really fucking good job at that. Uh, but just with the uh, the Sharkies, another guy I want to give a rap to, Matty Moylan. You know, like he he's doing his job and he's doing it well. You know, he's getting through his work. He's stayed injury free. Uh, I think he compliments. Uh, I think he really compliments Hines. Like he he gives Hines enough room to do his thing. Uh, I thought the loss of Fanukin was massive. Does it mean it would have changed the result? Probably not. But. I do believe it was massive. Uh, Jesse Raymond, I think he's been fantastic this year. Yeah, he has been great. And I think you mentioned losing uh, Dale Finucan. Didn't have Britton Nakora as well, who's a mm. big defensive player massive. there. And that's that's where, 
you saw Cam Munster take advantage of that side yeah. quite a bit. So I, th- I think Britton Nakora, he was out with COVID, so he'll return next week. Um, I think what Maddie mentioned about their completion, right? That's impressive standalone. If you go back and watch their game, like they were throwing the ball around. Yeah, massively. They they were playing football that probably should have led to mistakes, but they're just such a well coached and they're such a I don't know what the word is. They they're just so well gelled together. Mm. Um, so impressive. I think Hamlin Uela. It looks like he's got a pec injury, so we might not see him for a while. And he's been massive. I was going to say, do you think that really affects their oh, run? I think it does. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be a massive loss. I like, I, I believe he's playing a similar role to Fisher-Harris, yeah. to, to Haas, to Fenor Blake for that side. He's levelled up this year. Massively. Yeah. And I thought it was going to happen a bit sooner. A couple of years ago, I thought, oh, okay, we've got some, you know, kind of like a, a new age for feeder to yeah. a degree. And then he plateaued a bit, but I think he's been massive for them and he's a huge out. And I think you could tell in their press conference... Fitzy's worried about yeah, it too. Yeah, for sure. Because like they, they need that size and yeah. mobility in the middle. Um, thoughts on the Cam McGuinness penalty for a hip drop? What? Complete, I couldn't believe complete, that. Complete accident. Like not a hip drop. He's Momentum. Sw- like yeah. what is yeah? What is he supposed to do? Let go of the tackle? Yeah. Like I just. I don't think there's anyone watching that, even Storm fans, that would have said that was a hip drop. That was a bloke that Papi swung him around because he's trying to break the tackle. And all he did was hold on for dear life. And unfortunately, like Papi, you know, you don't want him to get injured, but this is just like things that happen in rugby league. And then they went up and scored, you know, mm. so it, the rest weren't the reason, but these, these the inconsistency, I, it just, I, it baffles me because they had so many replays to look at that. And it was the timing of it as well. Like they had them under the pump, in pressure, in the corner, boom, penalty, kick, on report, what did you? I mean, am I the only one? That no, no, I, I just think it's so typical. It's kind of a grey area. It kind of looks like a hit drop. Everyone knows it isn't. Yeah, but it kind of looks like one. It kind of has the characteristics. I mean, if it quacks, it isn't always a duck. Yeah, he landed this was like just a classic on the tip of his ankle. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if it was a hip drop, it was the most accurate hip drop I've ever seen in my life because <laughs> yeah. he landed. It, you know, it wasn't at the knee. Like the hip drop is hitting the knee. Like it's bending the knee. Uh, Maddie, what did you think about that? No, nah, I couldn't believe it was a penalty. I thought it was a complete, complete accident. Momentum swung him around. I just the refs just got it wrong. Yeah. Simple as that. Fuck! I just they had so many replays anyway. Um, yeah, Sook Sharkies. I think it's great. I think it's a really, really good sign. I think you guys are in red hot um, position to to build into a fantastic club. I think guys like uh, Wilton had some really quality touches. A few few errors in defence, but. Cam uh, McInnes, 41 tackles. Like, I know he got gassed by Munster once or twice, but this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This he's is not an edge defender yeah. coming off an ACL. No, nah, he's. Yeah. Let's. What, yes. Just one thing about the Sharks, I heard Brandy say it in commentary if, you need to, if you're going to beat the Storm, you need to ice your chances. And they blew an absolute gift when Harodi didn't throw it to Ramian. Yeah, Harodi had a few uh, situations where he probably made the wrong call. Uh, and that's, you know, that's just missing Katoa, really. Katoa yeah. finishes that for sure. Yeah. And, I'll, you know, just another one. They, they play Manly this weekend. They're going to be without Hamlin Uela. It's a Thursday night game. It's a short turnaround. They mm. might not get Dale for that game realistically. Yeah. So something else to Huge keep test. an eye on. Huge yep. test. All right. Now, on to the Melbourne Storm. Uh, look, yes, as I said, it's great to be on the Sharks hype train. It's great to ride a team that you know basically was outside the eight to maybe a premiership threat this year but at the end of the day 
at the end of the day, the Storm do what they do best, and they got not only a win, but in the end, a convincing win. Thoughts on this game? Yeah, very impressive. Um, We've said it the last few weeks that this team, their spine is the best in the competition for me, and every week, one or two of them are the best player on the field, and it's over. And Munster, for me, he was the best player on the field. We mentioned it earlier, that pass that he threw... That first one, that was like, that was Freddie and Joey S. That was like, not many guys throw that cutout ball where it, it face balls everyone, but it curves around them at the same time and hits yeah. your winger. Just insane. Um, that try that he scored, I said it on my Instagram, very Wally Lewis-like. He's, he doesn't look like he's moving quickly, but it looks like everyone around him is going slow all of a sudden. And mm. just the way that he, you know, the old saying, tell a lie with the football shows it. And just, he, he bamboozled five defenders on that run. Crazy. Like, decent defenders, too, and just yeah. made them look silly. Uh, Munster, yeah, we spoke about him at the start. He's sort of heading into blank check sort of territory at the moment. I mean, if you're the Melbourne Storm, you're almost sitting there going, please don't play that good. <laughs> just settle. <laughs> Can you not play so good? Because it's like making it like it's a PR nightmare for us right now. Yeah. Like, if you were playing poorly, we win that battle every day of the week with a Storm. You win premierships here. But right now... He couldn't have played a better game of footy. He was absolutely electric. That's not even including, like, yes, he did kick it out in the full, I think, at the start of the game or close to it. But then he came back in the second half, kicks it out, gets the ball back, and they score. And you could, I I remember watching him kick out in the full the first time and just go, the fuck are you doing? Yeah. What was that? But then you watch the second one, and it's obviously something he's working on that is near impossible to defend when it's on. If you can land it between that centre and that back rower, or centre and winger there on that edge, very hard to handle. So, Munster, very impressive. Um, you know, we spoke about it We spoke about it last week, off that kickoff where they got the scrum. I think you have to give away a penalty. Yeah, you have to. You have to. You can't do it anyway. We saw what happened. Yeah, so they, the Hines way that they're lining up. up, I think I said it last week, it's like an NFL team. Yeah. It's, they just line up in that direct line. You've got Hughes that goes that way, Pappy, or whichever way they want to do it, and you've just got no idea. Yeah. What they're doing, like, uh, imagine being the back rower and the lock in that scrum, looking up, trying to work out which way. Imagine going. being hot, poor Heinz going, oh. "Fuck me! Like, what do I do here? Do so I go in? Tough. Do I stay I out? Do, I, I think you just give away a penalty every day of the week. Yeah, I, I, if I'm telling my players to give away a penalty, hundred percent. That's the beauty. Like on that one, they score. But the beauty of Melbourne is that you know that it's not a play for that one play. Yeah. It's a play that if we don't score, we know. Like, if you watch the way that their forward pack moves after that scrum, if they don't score, they know what's coming next yeah. and where to be. And it's just, it's such an advantage. I can't believe more teams don't do it. I know it's an easy thing to say, but I can't believe more teams don't do it. Yeah, it's incredible the way the Storm just can execute. They're like, that's a, Storm's most underrated, uh, I guess, asset is their execution. Yeah. Like, they, they execute the plan. Whereas a lot of teams, let's say Storm are 100%, a lot of the bottom teams, like they don't get close to executing their plan, whereas the Storm just execute it to a T. Uh, what a high-quality match as well. 84% completion for the Sharkies, 81% completion for the Storm. Uh, it was Yeah, it was a super high-quality match. Uh, but the Storm, it just shows you that when you talk, there's only, a, in my opinion, there's only, you could count them on one hand, the amount of players that are $1 million players. If you want an example of what an $1 million player is, it's Munster. Like, it's what he just did. Because, as I said, if Munster isn't playing, maybe Hughes steps up, and he probably would have. But the reality is, I'm pretty sure four of their tries, if not four, definitely three, 
all of them came off the back of a big monster play. Not as simple, oh, he just hit a short ball and someone threw off a big monster play. And that, it's a credit to the Sharks it, because what it basically says is it required Munster, one of the best sixes we've seen in a while, to do something amazing, to break the line three times. If Munster doesn't have the game, one of the games of his career even, then the, the game is a lot closer. But Munster, I believe, was the difference. Yeah, and I, you know, I said at the start, it's like... It's like they run out there and in the first few minutes, Husey can go, oh, Munster's on today. My job just got heaps more simple. Yep. Um, you know, Pappy, he obviously carried an injury throughout that game. He, he was limping around. Shout out to Pappy too for calling out that complete and utter bullshit in his DMs this morning. In his story? Yeah, Did Pappy post it in his story? In his yeah. story. Yeah, I mean, fuck me dead, honestly. I, I, you know what? I don't think anyone that listens to this podcast would send something like that. It was basically just... Just trolls saying like you're a fucking idiot. You don't fake you're like faking an injury. You're sweet to go. All that's kind of just a normal carry on. I uh, just want to reiterate like, would you say it to their face? And that's not to. And I'm not saying would you say it to their faces in let's fight. It's more like you wouldn't say it to their face because they're a human being when they're in front of you. So you'd yeah. be like, I'm not going to say like that's a person. It's 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 inappropriate. Like if you are considering sending shit messages or comments, like there's nothing wrong with constructive criticism. Pappy, I felt you should have been out the back here, whatever. Like, even though you're not a coach, that's fair enough. You're, you've earned that right as a fan to have that opinion. But sending negative shit like that, it's just like, what? Especially about him being injured. Why would he, why would he bullshit limping oh. around on an ankle? And also, you could see in the video, Cam, like, did land on his ankle. Like, it's clear as day that it landed on his ankle. So there's no, like, oh, anyway. So, yeah, fuck, I just wish. I know some people are of the mind of, like, you're a public figure, deal with it. But it's like, yeah, okay, I'll meet you halfway. Public figures do have to deal with a lot more and that's part of the privilege of being a public figure. But if I have to be better, you gotta be better too. If I have to cop it, then also you can meet me halfway and not send those kind of shit messages. If Pappy was his mate or his son or whatever, you you wouldn't want to put up, like you just, it's just so stupid. And you know, it's, you know it's, it's probably not, doesn't matter, but like I saw someone post the guy that said it, his like LinkedIn profile or something. Like, it's a well educated guy. I know. That's like, crazy. I just, and, and not that that makes it better, yeah. worse, or anything, but it's just bizarre. How do people get by in life thinking that that's how oh. you behave? Well, I, I think people would be surprised at how many of these messages the players get, but they yeah. just don't post it. Like, People are on the drink, they're pissed off, and they, they, don't, they don't think the player's ever going to see it. They don't think the player's... And so the players are in this really tough spot. Some people say, don't check requests. And I understand that, but then it's like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to interact with people that are fans of me, for lack of a better word, or just enjoy the way I play. So basically what you're saying is, I'm going to rob the good fans, which is 99% of them, of the opportunity to interact with me, say hello, and build up that audience. I'm going to rob them of that, just because of one dickhead wants to send a fucking stupid message. It's like, no, like maybe we should all just be a little bit, I guess, better at not sending. And, and it, look, it's not the end of the world, but if it is happening to you constantly, it's, it's the end of your world. Like if you're constantly getting those messages, it's, it's a lot tougher than people realize. Like I, I think we really do forget that you, let's say you have one interaction with an NRL player. It's just one interaction. These guys are dealing with at least 30 to 40, maybe even 100 interactions. At least, I reckon like, that's huge. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. so when it happens repeatedly, if you say, Dan, you're shit, it happens once, all right, whatever. 
Danny, your shit happens twice. Right. Happens 10 times. All of a sudden, the next guy to say it cops the anger that's built up from the last 10. And I, I'm just using myself as an example. I look like the bad guy to the next guy. He may not say, Den and your shit, but he says something like, oh, this, this is bad or whatever. And then I just snap and I look like the bad guy. But in reality, it's something that's been building up. And that's what a lot of these players deal with is this is like message after message after me- Like imagine being for feeder on the internet last week. Yeah. Like imagine being him on the internet I mean, last oh, week. I think so. And, you know, you'll know it as well. I do it all the time where there'll be 15 shit comments. You ignore them. Then the 16th one ticks you off. And I pick up my phone and fucking go hero and then go, yeah. stop. Just, it's not, it, it's not worth it. Yeah. This guy's the 16th guy, but in his mind, he's the first guy. Yeah, it means nothing I don't either. know how the players. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. They, they, they deal with it so well. They don't yeah. get enough credit for how well they deal with this shit because what they're dealing with would be a million times worse than what I'm getting. Yeah, it blows absolutely. my lid sometimes. Like, like even little things that like, just in my own personal experience, like I, let's say um, I make a prediction before a game and the prediction is totally wrong. Like uh, I've, you know, I've said such and such is, you know, the sharks are better than the storm, even though I predicted the storm, but the sharks are better than the storm and their halves are better. And then the storm come out and, and say, and just blitz them. And then someone might comment, um, mate, you were so wrong about that. The storm were much better. I can cop that kind of stuff because it's mm. like that is we're dealing with reality. What I what I frustrates me the most is when people just make shit up. So for example, the Ryan Papenhuisen situation, like he is just made up that he is injured. Like he's just made that up. Uh, you know, it's happened in comment sections before with me. Like people being like, there was one on the, you know, there was one on the Storm game. Someone wrote, um, any chance of you putting some respect on the Storm's name? And I was like. Bro, if there is one person that has shown respect to the Melbourne Storm in all of the media, it is me. And that's, that's what frustrates me. It's when we're not dealing with the truth. But, and then like, so they leave that comment and someone else might like, another one that frustrates me is like, um, like, oh, you just say, you, you just always say positive things about the Broncos. And it's like, have you been listening to this podcast for last year? And I'd rather be criticized for what I am doing rather than what I'm not doing. And I think like with Pappy, it's like, mate, are you serious? Like. I fucked my ankle. I played on with it and you're still having a crack? Like, it just, that's what I just, yeah, anyway. So hopefully they can sort it out. <laughs> like, uh, you even saw him in the change rooms at halftime. He wasn't sitting down. Yeah. He was trying to just keep blood flowing in it. Like, he's behind closed doors. Like, if you, if you think he's faking an injury <laughs> for whatever fucking reason that is, that makes no sense. Even behind closed doors, he's doing yeah. the same thing. Yeah. And, and, and look, some people might say, oh, you know, it's just a couple of messages, but you're, that's just the one you're seeing. Yeah. You're not seeing the 10 or 20 other ones that he didn't show on his Instagram. And that's if everything in Ryan Pappenhausen's life is going perfectly. Yeah, perfectly. Well. Perfectly, literally. So, yeah, I, I, do, I feel like you always want to allow free speech, but you also want to protect public like players and that from yeah. having to deal with this, this kind of stuff. So it's just such a tough... You know, I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. And whilst that's a huge negative of social media... How good was the interview the day after at their golf day? Oh, so where good. <laughs> Brandon Smith in the background just... Fuck. Un- but that's the problem, though. With that negative stuff, you, you begin 
players go, you know what? Fuck yeah, this. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm not doing interviews. I'm not answering messages. I'm getting fucking pizzled. Um, you know, so hopefully it's all good. There, but yeah, the interview was, was fucking hilarious. That was great stuff. Yeah. There was a, I won't say the player's name, but there was a guy that reached out to me about like a um, charity thing he was doing. He goes, hey, I'm trying to get in contact with this player. And I said to him, I'll just reach out to him. He always responds to his DMs. And he said, oh, he hasn't. So I smashed the player and he said to me, oh, mate, I haven't because there's just so much shit in there. I'll go and have a look for that message yeah. when I'm founded. And, and then they, they, they hooked it up. But it just... It just like it just shows how much they go through with yeah. those. Yeah, and, and, and it's, you know, it's not just footy players. It's you know, women online, and yeah. and it's, they deal with so much stuff that you don't see, and it's very easy to dismiss it and go, oh, just just get over it. Who cares? But it's like, you know, that fair. Yeah, you have to deal with a certain amount, but at the same time, like maybe we could also say maybe public be a little bit better. Got to be held to yeah. a standard, some standard. Yeah, yeah, not just like fucking wild west. Anyway, uh, the storm. Mate, they're looking good. They're looking good. As I said, I think they're still just a step behind Penrith, but I think that step will close by the end of the year. Um, you know, we have to remember that, like, although, like, Harry Grant, he didn't play the starting nine role last year. Uh, so that's he's a new person in that system. He's uh, had two injury-riddled seasons as well. Yeah, two injury-riddled seasons. Yeah. So I think these little things will take time, and, and we're seeing each week the Storm get better and better. What I will say, though, is if they do click that spine, if there is one spine that could potentially outplay the Penrith spine, that's the spine for me. If you just go blind resume on this team, you go, Pappy, he's playing in his third season of rugby league, yeah. first grade. He you know, missed half of last year with head concussions. We weren't sure if he was going to play. Um, Jerome Hughes, he's coming to his fourth season of actually being a halfback. Yeah. Harry Grant is coming to his third season at the Storm after being transferred to another First club. First full season. Back. Yeah. Like, when you, when you actually look at these players and what their careers actually are, mm. compared to the, you know, the pedestal we put them on, it's incredible where incredible. they are. And, mate, if on their day... And I think at the moment, Pappy, Munster, Hughes, Grant... They haven't all had to have been the guy on the same day. Come yep. that day versus Penrith in, in the finals, you know, I, 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 I genuinely think the Melbourne Storm can have that day where all four of them yep. just go back. Yep. And I think a um, it's a different beast. Nelson Sofa-Solomona was outstanding, yep. like outstanding. 15 tackles, zero misses, 146 metres, uh, 59 post-contact, three tackle breaks. I mean, Nelson, we said at the start of the year, if the Storm want to have a red-hot crack, Nelson needs to be the guy, and he has been the fucking guy. Zero errors. Zero errors. That's what they need. That's what we want. But yep. that's the difference between Storm and other other clubs is that they'll get their big boys to make zero errors, whereas other clubs would just allow it to kind of continue. Their, their entire pack made two errors. That Incredible. Game. Incredible. I mean... I just want to massive wraps to Melbourne Storm. Massive wraps. Both clubs. What what a an example of high quality footy. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.